Good Thursday evening to everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Thursday Night Throwdown. No, 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 come on, don't run off now. What you supposed to say, baby? What we hey. stop? Say hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to. Welcome to the sideline junkies. The sideline junkies. Thank you. <laughs> and that's that's uh Della B jumping in there with with a uh intro. You know the youngest executive producer in the business right now um she's pulling down seven eight figures so let's everybody give it up for her indeed 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 always want to help papa so you know we pay a real well around here real well but uh as i said welcome to another edition of sideline junkies it's me it's me it's the big guy kg soon to be joined by the rest of the fellas the boss bj the man of the hour, Delante, and the man is twice as nice, Junie. So starting this thing off, we're going to do a little NFL. It's got to be said because this happened after we went off air uh, the other night. Well, actually, the next morning. And speak of the man of the hour joined by Delante. What's good? Indeed, what's happening, brother? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing. Can, can y'all hear me tonight? Yeah, we got you. All right, cool. I was more technical difficulties the other night. My apologies. It's all good. I mean, we still got through it. Uh, yes, sir. We also joined by the man that's the man cool is high prices. Cool that is Junie. What's going on, bro? What's the deal, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? Feeling really Have good, plane, man. man. Feeling good, man. Feeling, you know, feeling real good. New leadership, all that. Yes, indeed. I've been smelling now, all day long. Well, I, I, I'll get to my reason to smile today uh, in a minute. But uh, first and foremost, uh, Philip Rivers. And I'm, I, I guess this might be a running gag with us, but I'm going to ask a dumb question later on in a few minutes. But Philip Rivers... Called it a career earlier this week, uh, drafted in 2004, which was a great quarterback class, no matter what anybody thinks. Um, you got Big Ben in that class. That class. Uh, uh, who else is in there? Eli Manning. Eli. Eli. All right, we got a lot of feedback. Right, got all right, we got a uh, Philip Rivers in that class, mm-hmm. and he was drafted. Actually, he was drafted by the Giants, and he was traded for Eli Manning. So we got a. Uh, Philip Rivers, Big Ben, Eli, three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, no matter how you slice it, uh, no matter how you, you put it down. And he called it a career, eight-time Pro Bowler, NFL Comeback Player of the Year um, in 2013, led the league in passing touchdowns in 2008, led the league in yards in 2010, led the league in rating in 2008. Uh, San Diego Charger 50th, 50th anniversary uh 63,440 yards all time 
95.2 rating uh, with a 64.9 completion percentage. Now, here's the dumb question. He did spend two years in a backup role to Drew Brees when he first got there. But here's a dumb question. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, most uh, – uh, dang, I was about to say most definitely, but I had to kind of like uh, – Hit the hit, hit the break real quick. Hit the emergency break. Um, ah, Philip Rivers. Um, I, I would say yeah. You know, I would say yeah. He 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 definitely changed. You know, helped change the culture at as we know it, San Diego. So I, you know, what I'm saying, and, and not only that, he has the stats to prove it. So you know, I, I would definitely say yeah. He he's a uh, he's Hall of Fame uh, worthy. Hey, I got to agree, man. He's no Joe Montana, but he is fifth. Uh, he's on the he's number five on the um in the league in passing. Did y'all know that? Yeah, I can. Believe oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I can believe it. Yeah, so I I, I got to give him first uh, ballot, man. Uh, I think he had a hell of a year, a long career, and uh, like I said, like y'all just said, I think he changed the change the flow going on in um in the charge of land. Well, compared to now I call Eli Manning a Hall of Famer. And Big Jim, I think that was you trying to call in. Uh call in one more time. I got you. There you go. We're gonna have the man, the myth, the legend that is Big Jim. Jim hey. what? Hey, how y'all doing? Man, welcome back, dog. <laughs> I got to tell the people put the cake in the oven. Welcome back. Give them the cake. <laughs> now, let me stop. <laughs> oh, Jim, we, we, we sitting here talking about uh, Philip Rivers. Um, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, numbers don't lie. And I, if I can call Eli Manning a first ballot Hall of Famer, who has... 7,000 yards less. Um, passer rating is lower. And at one point in time, Rivers, Roethlisberger, this is about two years ago, I believe. Rivers, Roethlisberger, and uh, Manning were running neck and neck when it came to yards. But they have since pulled away from Eli. Eli has been away from the game a year now. So they have since pulled away from Eli. But Eli is still a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. But is Philip Rivers the first ballot Hall of Famer in your book? I, I don't think he's gonna make it. In. I think he's gonna make it into the Hall of Fame, but probably not the first round, not the first pick. Um, he'll probably wait behind uh, Big Ben and Eli. Heck, I don't even know if Big Ben is first ballot um, Hall of Fame, so he might get in his second himself. So I right, about the second or third time. Well. I, I mean, Big Ben got the numbers, you know, uh, he got the numbers and I like to take Super Bowl rings out of it. And, and I, think Jimmy, I think Jimmy going by Big Ben last game, too. <laughs> BJ chimed in. So did uh, Ben. Uh, BJ say he thinks he's a first a first battle Hall of Fame. Ben says yes. BJ brings up longevity, stats, heart, professional and. When you talk about heart, it was the same year that it, it happened in the same year when uh 
Oh man, I can't think of the cat name that used to play in Chicago. But he tore his ACL. He came out the game, wouldn't play. Big uh now Rivers tore his ACL and stayed in the game and tried to win. And they only lost by what three in that game. He almost quarterbacked them to a AFC championship victory on one leg. Cutler. Thank you, Ben. When Jay Cutler tore his ACL, he came out the game, wouldn't play. No heart. Everybody said no heart. But Rivers played on one lead and almost won the game. If that's not hard, I don't know what is. Oh, and speaking of uh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> switching gears here, I, I want, I'm glad Big Ben, I mean, glad Big Jim, Junior, you're here because I, I need to know this. The young Simba, Dwayne Haskins, has signed with your Pittsburgh Steelers. He will wear the number three. Uh, how do you gentlemen feel about that? Welcome back. Jim. I, um, Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, you, you, go you, first, Jim. you want to take this one? All right. Um, I'm not happy nor sad. Um, somebody want to give him a second chance. We're down to two quarterbacks. Uh, a one-year deal doesn't hurt for the minimum contract. Um, what you got to lose, you, you can look at it as, uh, you know, a late compensatory pick, you know, eighth round pick, ninth round pick, you know, just somebody um, that might be able to make a comeback and be the quarterback everybody expected him to be coming out of uh, coming out of uh, Ohio State. But uh, if he doesn't make it, it's nothing lost for the Steelers. If he makes it, it's a great game for the Steelers. And if he does well his first year, they can still pay him a a minimal contract, you know, a couple of million dollars and, you know, get a bang for their buck. But, you know, I'm happy nor sad. They had to sign a quarterback. They need to draft a quarterback. And I'll I'll leave it right there. Hey, I just want to say this, y'all. I'm going to say this. Uh, Big guy KG said that maybe about a month ago. And I didn't agree with – well, I ain't going to say a month ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I didn't agree with him. And and big guy KG actually said that, and I didn't agree because I just didn't feel he was ready. Um, he was he had too much party in his bones, his blood. But when today, when I got the message, when y'all guys sent the message, I said, "Well, I had to take it, and then I can do about it." And I just said, "He got the coaches, but he have to want to learn. Get that strip club, get that party and stuff out. You know, you can't hit no strip club, no parties." No one hour after the game. Maybe an hour after the game, you go go over some plays and start studying. But um, I think with the right coaching, he's in the right area with with Mike Tomlin, maybe Big Ben, more quarterback coaches, and take him under their wing. And because he's still young, the man is what 20, 21, 22 years old. So long longevity, I think we can uh, we we can we can bring him back. I I, I can deal with it. Now he will. He he wasn't signed to a technically a regular contract. He was signed to a futures contract. So mm. nobody can get him. He's going to be in the preseason, and you know he'll he'll get to work out with the team and get to learn. But he gets to do all the off season programs too and still get paid. But it just doesn't count against this year's salary cap. It doesn't count until a new league year starts. So uh, looking at the comments, we got the boss BJ chiming in and. Uh oh, what he said was, uh, he has talent. 
but mentally no. And mentally he got to get straight. Um, Ben chimes in to quote Bart Scott, can't wait for his offseason workout video. And we know what that was last season. His he he ramped those efforts up and he looked really good all season, but uh it really didn't matter because it didn't show during the regular season. And the boss BJ says not many people get a chance at a, with a first class organization. Uh still has just gotta get Juju to stop dancing and Claypool to stop talking. Absolutely right. I'm, hey, hey, I'm not buying that. <laughs> Juju yeah. and and Claypool. Look, Claypool's gonna be a beast for his first year. I give Bills credit; they outplayed the Steelers. But dancing ain't got enough to do with them beating the Steelers. If that's your motivation, then you know I could come by your locker room and laugh at y'all. That's motivation for y'all. I mean, take nothing away from the Bills; they're beast. Well. Uh, Hopefully, it's a lot you got. Uh, will we'll do him some some good. You know, I think the the problem here was he was here and he's from here. So take him out of his element. Let's let's hope that you know what I'm saying that 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 do something to his mental stability because he was he was tripping out down here, man. But it says something when a player is you know a lot of players don't want to play at home. Um, that's like KD. Everybody got on KD because when he had a chance to come play for the Wizards, he wouldn't come play for the Wizards. Yeah. But the main reason why he wouldn't want to play with the Wizards because it's home. He's from the area. He he went to uh, Montrose Christian. Uh, he's from Seat Pleasant, and I, I'm I'm not gonna get deep into that because uh, Seat Pleasant is represented very well <laughs> on yes, this show. Yes, we are. <laughs> so I'm not gonna get into that too deep. But I, you know, uh, everybody got mad. But it's a different thing when you come into play at home. You know, it's a lot more distraction. You got family yep. members wanting you to get them tickets, and oh, come on, let's go to this party, let's do this. Everybody wants a piece of your time, as opposed to when you're far away from the majority of your family. And you know, you may only have to worry about you know if you're young. Most guys bring their moms and dads out you know, to ease the transition into pretty much adulthood. Uh, but, you know, everybody don't want to play at home. So, and another uh, segue, speaking of home, and this has been a talk, and this I said that I was going to talk about one of the reasons why I was happy today. I was able to speak with one Brian Mitchell, called into his show today talking about Deshaun Watson, to DC. Um, it's been the talk of the town for maybe about a week now, maybe a little under a week. All my days run together. But everybody's talking about Deshaun Watson being here. Now, Deshaun, they can get Deshaun Watson. And I say they, the Washington football team can get Deshaun Watson. And if Bill O'Brien was still a head coach and a GM of Houston, I know we could get Deshaun Watson for two seventh-round picks, a order of tacos, a wash-and-dry combo, and possibly, possibly a set of wiper blades for a Volkswagen Scirocco, and we'll be fine. You know, we're not giving up much, but by him not being in charge, the price tag is pretty high. You know, they're talking two to three number ones, two to three number twos, 
a number three and then a player to be named, and they're talking about it's either going to be one of the Bulls on the D-line, whether it's Allen, Payne, or Sweat. So my question to you gentlemen, and I'll go last, and to you, you gentlemen listening, my question to everyone is, if do you regardless of how it works out, do you pull the trigger to get Deshaun Watson to D? Uh, let me say he he's what only twenty five. Um, you have to, even though that kid was I forgot the kid's name. He played good, you know, very gutsy in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. You got to get Watson. You know, he, he's a uh, man. Do I want to call him a proven winner? I, uh, I, I mean, he, he knows how to win, so you got to get him. You know what I'm saying? That's a no-brainer, but be prepared to lose a couple first-round picks. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe a marquee player uh, along with a, a, a box of tacos, as you mentioned, and probably a um, 12-pack of IPA or something. So, you know, it, it, you definitely got to throw the farm at, uh, at Houston in order to, just to get Watson, but you would you you would have to. Big Jim. Uh, yeah, you know, if you want my honest opinion, I hope the Redskins don't get them. I hope it's another team out there willing to throw the the kitchen farm and the whole sink to the uh to the Texans. But if I'm the Redskins, yes, I'm making that deal. If I got to give up sweat. Hey, he he just has to go. Look, you get yourself a a, a decent quarterback, an above average quarterback, mobility. Um, if you can coach him up some more, and you already got weapons at wide receiver, you got a nice steady defense. Look, I'm taking that chance. In order to get better, sometimes you got to give up some stuff to get better. I, I'm taking that trade. Now I, I tell you, gentlemen, the same thing I told B. Mitch. I'm scared because I don't want to lose none of the young bulls. But now we can get away and we can, you know, we can package picks. And I I think the furthest they let you go is two years in the future. So it it would be this upcoming draft when no, because we're in this year. So it would be this. We can go three years in the future. We go the 2021 draft, the 22 draft and a 23 draft as far as picks. So we could give up, you know, draft. And and the gentleman brought up a good point. If you give up the draft picks, the first, the seconds, they're going to be bad draft picks. Because Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, if we land him, no matter how we land him, he's going to make us an 11, 12, 13 win team because of talent, you know, his talent, period. So and he, he he was on a 4-12 team. He threw for 4,823 yards this year, completed 70.2% of his past 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. QBR, 112.4. Like it's t- I've always said this kid was talented coming out of Clemson. Always said that. I just don't want to sacrifice the core of my team, whether it be McLaurin, whether it be Gibson, uh, Sheriff, Sweat, Payne, Allen. I don't want to sacrifice the core group of my team. And, and and pretty much feel like 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 uh uh dag on Thanos, you know what did you give up? I gave up everything. You know I no I don't want to feel like that. 
And BJ chimed in, Washington is a QB away from being in the top of the division for a long time. I don't think they have to give up sweat. And the best front in the league right now. Yeah, I agree. And we got yeah. a caller calling in, and it's my man, Ben. Ben, you are live. Happy belated birthday, brother. How you doing? What's good, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Y'all, y'all made me go outside and grab my my hair buds just to talk to this piece because this has been bugging me all week, man. I like Deshaun Watson. Love the kid. Issue. The money. Like, we forgetting about the money. The kid's got $39 million on his deal. We got, if we cut Alex, that's um, $4.5 million the next two years. So we had $43 million at the quarterback position. We cut Dwayne Haskins, that's another $8 million. So we had $51 million at the QB spot. That's the only thing holding me back on this deal. Because I know for a fact we got to get running the um, young bulls. So whether it's Ionitis, Payne, or Allen, one of them going to be traded a la the deal that Indianapolis and San Francisco made the year before. So I know that's going to happen. It's got to happen just for our cap sake. So I can't have that happen and spend 50 some odd million on my quarterback spot. I'm a diehard Redskins fan. Understand it. We ain't had a QB since. I don't know. I mean, I could I mean Joe T maybe our best quarterback ever. And second is Kirk Cousins, unfortunately. If the numbers, are we looking at numbers? So are we talking in our lifetime or overall? Our lifetime. Okay, okay. okay. I mean, Sonny, Sonny is probably the best risking QB ever. <laughs> Sonny and Sammy, easily. Okay. But, I mean, our lifetime, come on. I mean, I mean, as much as everybody loved Doug, but you look at Doug's numbers, they were trash. Yeah. Because Doug was older when he came here. I always say that. That's one thing. Doug was older. He was an insurance policy to get us through the playoffs because Schrader couldn't get us through the playoffs. Right, right. But I, I get that. I, I can agree with what you say. And I'm looking at the numbers. And that he just signed that contract. His base salary for 2022 alone is $35 million. And, 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 and honestly, it's just with a team with these many holes um, – God, I'm going to kick myself for saying this because I never like the game manager. I am like, if there's 34 guys talking about game managers, I'm guy number 35 because I hate them. But honestly, if Alex can come back and you can buy some time with a kid like Mac Jones or a Kyle Trask or something like that, I think you got to just take that risk because, um, A, from a money standpoint, we can stay young and build this up the right way. You know what I'm saying? Because we need another wide receiver on the other side of um, McLaurin who could be the kid Waddle from Alabama if he's still on the board. Um, it could be in the second round a kid like Rondell Moore from Purdue. Um, so we got options and playmakers. And then I also want to draft me personally. Um, I don't know if y'all know my theory, but I don't believe in second contract running backs. So I always believe we got to draft a running back. I'm a. I believe in that wholeheartedly. Well, you know the shelf life. We talked about that last week. The shelf life of a running back is three to five years. You know, you exactly. might get, you might get seven. You might get ten. You might get an AP and get a ten year. I, I get that. Now, BJ chimed in. He says Kerrigan will be gone for sure. Uh, Alex Wood too. 
and he would definitely give up one of the Alabama boys. See, I think Kerrigan's going to leave on his own terms. I think he's I think he's going to walk away after that Tampa Bay game. He came back out to the field to reflect. And, you know, that, of course, you know, I'm a Kerrigan fan. Everybody that knows me knows I love Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, he is the wow. epitome of this organization because of who he is, just what he does in the community. But not only that, what he does on the field, I don't think he gets uh, recognition. And the boss BJ is calling in. I think I might be yanked off the air. So hold on, y'all. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? What's up, man? Hey, not much. Hey, I just wanted to chime in real quick. Am I getting so, fired? No, 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 no. Nobody's getting fired here. We good. I cut the check to the guy in the truck. We good on airtime. Nobody's getting cut off. We straight. So I just wanted to chime in real quick. I think that I think that Washington is a quarterback away from being a, a mainstay in the NFC East for we're talking about upwards of five plus years. Because we you already got the defensive front, which is I say the best, let's just say one of the best in the NFL. And and when you have one of the best defensive fronts, you have a good uh, talent evaluator in Ron Rivera. You can plug and play. I, I'm not necessarily you want to do that, but when you have people that can rush a quarterback, all four of us can go out there and play def- defensive back and safety. All right, so that's not right. Right now, I think I would sign Darby back. But the thing, what I was saying about Alex being gone, Kerrigan. There are Ben made a good point. There are sacrifices you're going to have to make because who knows what Dak's going to do in Dallas? Who knows what what you know Deshaun? Why I would definitely if I'm Washington, you're what, Kevin. What pick are they? What pick do they have? I think it's nineteen. Okay, so you're definitely 19. not you're not getting a quarterback unless you're top five. You're not getting a franchise altering quarterback unless you're top five, top three. Maybe top 10, and I say that because the Bills got Josh Allen at nine, Lamar went at 32, but that was a you're not, you know, you're not going to get that type of QB class every year. So, what I'm saying is, worst case scenario, I let Alex Smith go. I'm rolling with Heineke. I like how he played when oh he was God, in, no. when, when he was in the game. That is the most the Washington offense moved during the year. Except when, you know, Dwayne came in and had, a, a, you know, a couple few throws. But Heineke seems like he knows. If, if you're if you're just stop gapping for a season, I'm letting Alex go because, because of his cap number. Kerrigan has to go, not because he isn't a good player, but because of the cap number. And I would definitely sacrifice one of the Alabama boys. Me, Kevin, I talk to you about this all the time. What the fuck have they done until uh, – Sweat and Chase Young got there. They didn't do absolutely nothing. If you go back to Washington's last couple of years, they I, they're probably bottom in the league as far as run run um, yards per uh, 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 rush against. Like to me, if if I'm if I if I had these two mainstay big boys in the middle, I expect production. Like Buffalo's going through that now because they don't have any dominant defensive linemen. Like we, you know, you could be from Alabama all you want. I don't care where you're from. I need production, and my rushes against per game, yards per game, shouldn't be above four, four and a half, four point nine. That's that's unacceptable. So to me, one of them boys, 
they could be sacrificed. If 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 if, if Houston want one of them boys, I'll drive them down there. That's how I feel about both of them, Payne and Allen. Because like I said, they haven't they haven't done jack shit. Like, look, Chase Young is a game changer. That whole the only reason why everybody's eating now is because he's so dangerous. You take go back to last year and tell me what Montez Sweat, he he's he has a ceiling. He's coming along and he's gonna come along quicker with Chase Young on the other end. It's gonna help his development a lot. But you go back before Chase Young. And you give me the Alabama boys, you give me their 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 grades, their pro football grades or whatever. I mean, to me, it's just not impressive. I, I can do without those boys. So you definitely have to make sacrifices. But if I'm Washington, like I'm going to go get I'm, – I'm trying my best to go get Deshaun Watson. I really am. I, I just can't – like you're a quarterback away. Like just think if Deshaun Watson was on this team this year. We're talking about – possibly fighting for a first-round bye. Just think about all the games Washington lost where they just couldn't move the ball to get in scoring range. You just had somebody through for, what would you say, Kevin, 4,500 yards? 48. 4,800 yards without DeAndre Hopkins on a bad football team. Just imagine if he was sitting at Washington, where they would be at right now as far as record-wise. They would have beat Tampa Bay. I can agree. Uh, ben, I know you want to chime in here. All right. So I, I love the Haneke, um evolution. The only thing that scares me about this kid is I think he had him and Kyle Allen have the same gene. They can have moments, but they're going to get hurt. So Washington in the last three years, I think we're on quarterback number 11 since Kirk left. Um, and I, I put the numbers together. So Washington QBs this year threw for 3,780 yards. I forget their touchdown total. So I understand the Watson thing, but I think you give – I think on the other end of that, that trade, we're going to be doing the same thing we did after the RG3 trade. Like if it doesn't work for us, we're going to be like, oh, we gave up too much. And we're going to be the victims of hindsight. So after we made the deal for RG3, on draft day, everybody was celebrating, oh, this is a great deal. But then when RG3 started to sputter, it became a situation of, oh, we couldn't build around the team. We didn't have enough products to to make the team better, which was yes and no situation. But that's for another episode. With Watson, I get scared that we give up too much and we can't build the rest of this program out because this program is a is a decent receiver away. And I think, honestly, um, maybe I'm higher on Mac Jones than everybody else, but Mac Jones, from everything that I saw, reminds me of a young Alex Smith. Um, he's cerebral and all that stuff. He's a smart guy. He graduated in two years, and then he got his master's in two years. So that's been his four-year term at Alabama. So he's a smart quarterback. His arm can make up for what he can't see, but he's been somewhat durable during his time. The only thing that scares me about Haneke and Kyle Allen and everybody else that's in our QB room is the fact that we just can't stay healthy. And honestly, I think Washington's more of a healthy quarterback away than a good quarterback away. Like We need somebody that just can give us 16 games. Because nobody's given us 16 games since number eight. 
And that's the scary part for me as a fan. Well, l- let me throw this out here. Everybody has talked about uh, Heineke and we got Allen. And I was talking to Keith about it. My man Keith from the blog. We were talking about it earlier. Heineke may cost us a little bit more because he's a free agent after this season. Uh, Kyle Allen's number is like 800,000 or something like that. So it's under a million. So we're okay. But now we get Watson. Of course, you know, you got to, it's got to be numbers worked out. But he, he would actually have to restructure. And like B. Mitch said earlier today, if we actually got Allen, he would actually want to be here because of that no trade clause. He has to sign off on any trade. So I, I get what both of you guys are saying. And, you know, we, we, we just we just playing with house money right now. Are you are you saying Allen would have a no trade clause? No, 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 no. Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. Oh, no, Deshaun Watson. Okay, I thought you said Allen. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. But uh, Kyle Allen's number is very, very low. Now, we're all high on, we're, we're high on Heineke because of the small sample size that we've seen. But, you know, people outside of this area are trying to tell us that we're delusional because he's not that good. Uh-huh. Oh, I, we're not delusional. We saw something that, that was special that last game and a half. That was special. Hey, um, KG. Yes, sir. You a um, Jay-Z fan? Of course I am. So you remember when you said every now and then a garbage can gets a steak and the blind <laughs> yeah. squirrel finds a nut? Yeah. I think I think that's honestly no no disrespect. Until Heineke can show me more, I feel like we just caught a garbage can in the steak. Like, you know, every now and then a blind a blind dog finds ground beef in a warehouse or whatever. It's I like what I saw. Don't get me wrong. But I he also left that game hurt. And I don't know if he could have made it through a 16-game season. And again, that's really my only Heineke issue. I don't if if he left that game and he didn't have any issues, I'm good. But he's had a history. His Minnesota start, he got hurt when he left. Carolina start, he got hurt and had to leave. So that's the only that bothers me. Nah, like, I, I just won 16 games for my starting QB. And mm-hmm. I mean I get everything that y'all are saying, and, and it's no disrespect to what y'all are saying because you guys know this game. Um, but that's the only thing with Heineke for me personally. I can't deal with that. Like, I need a 16-game guy. And I even worry about Watson to a certain extent. Um, but if I can ask you guys a question, not to steer the show in the wrong way, but this Herney slash Mayhew thing, do you think Cal Smith still has a role in this program and like how does that steer how does that go i'm glad if you, you don't mind me switching a little bit of topic no i'm glad you brought it up because we talked about herney uh on a tuesday night flight herney coming here um uh, he's a ron rivera guy he actually hired ron rivera in carolina um he's from the area he's a local cat uh now martin mayhew is getting a front office role and if if you're old enough, you know Martin Mayhew was cornerback on the other side of Daryl Green, but he was the cornerback right. after Barry Wilburn, if I'm not mistaken. So you know he that's was, old. School. He was that Super Bowl team, so that would have been Alvoy yeah. Mays, Mayhew and company. Yeah. Me, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but him coming here—that's that, another—that's another caveat that 
him coming here, I'm glad. Welcome home. I get that. But everybody's talking about going and getting Matthew Stafford now because he's the guy that drafted Matthew Stafford. He made the statement, if I had 22 Matthew Staffords, I could win a championship. I, I, I get it. And, and Matthew Stafford is, is a monster. And I talking to Keith about this earlier. He's a monster. Two-minute drill, he's an absolute beast. I get that. And, of course, he played in the wasteland that is Detroit. But how much does Matthew Stafford have left in the tank is my question. How much is that going to really bring us as opposed to uh, trying to get a Deshaun Watson? Because we're going to have to give up pretty much. Now, Matthew Stafford's only 32, but we're going to have to give up a lot to get him too. And as far as Kyle Smith, I think Kyle Smith's on his way out, unfortunately. You know, he was supposed to be the heir apparent in the front office. He was, they went outside to get a GM. When we've had a GM in the building and Kyle Smith for, what, four years now? You know, he was supposed – that's A.J. Smith's son. So he was supposed right. to be the heir apparent. So I don't think he has a role anymore. If he does have a role, I think it's the same thing as, as Doug Williams' role in the organization. It's a token role. And I'm just saying – I'm just being honest. Can I oh. respond or do I need yeah, to yeah, somebody yeah. else, Doug? No, no, go ahead. All right. So Kyle Smith, um, I think he's, an, he's just too young in this situation. I think um, because of Ron's situation, Kyle Smith got put in a space that he wasn't ready for. So I understand the Marty Herney. I understand the Martin Mayhew. Um, I think it's one of those situations where, I mean, if I mean you listen to 980. Like 980 is one of the places where they go familiar. So they'll give Saban. They'll give um, what's the dude for the Terps. Um, they'll give him Tom Lavero. They'll give all those guys that they know the time as opposed to giving somebody new a chance. Like their youngest guy is Al Galdi. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is the same microcosm, whereas Ron Rivera knows who he wants or the certain guys. And what I'm going to want you to pay attention to is this next draft coming up, watch they draft a young linebacker with wheels. He might be he might run a full four, and he might be undersized, but that's a Ron Rivera M.O. Like, I used to always get mad about the Redskins because when I watched the draft, all of us got a type. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a type of girl I like. You got a type of woman you like. All of us got types. But the Redskins never, to me, had a type. So I could never sit down and watch the draft. And as much as I watch college football, I couldn't say this was a Redskin guy. But I know right now for a fact that if there's a linebacker that's a tweener, and he runs a full four, Ron Rivera is getting him. So at 19, there's a kid from the University of Notre Dame. This is a little bit of a homer, but I think his name is Owasso Kumara. War number six. That's a kid to look out for just in case we don't go quarterback at 19 and we don't make the Deshaun Watson deal. So I'm going to give you a draft nugget early. Historic, archive it, but that's a draft nugget early that you might want to watch out for. All right, I'm gonna put that down. I'm gonna hold you to yeah. it because you know. No, I'm dead serious. This that's his type of guy, man. But see, that's he drafted the, thing, the kid out of University of Washington 
Um, God, I can't think of his name right now because we're talking. Um, but the kid out of Washington was a running back slash linebacker. Um, I think his last name is Thompson. Don't quote me on that. But he sat behind Thomas Davis, Keekley and company for a couple of years. And now he's a star. He's not a star, but he's a good linebacker in their system because he can run. The Washington linebacking core from here on out will be runners. And that's their MO. Okay. Last last question. This is going to everybody before we jump off this and jump into the NBA. Now you talk about linebackers that are runners. Is Ruben Foster in the game plan going into next season? If that's to me directly, no. Okay. Uh Delonte, Jim. Uh for myself. Uh, Ruben Foster, I thought he was in some type of trouble, so I don't even know. Um, I'd probably say no. I might be wrong with being in trouble, but or he wasn't in good standing, so I'd probably say no. No, nah, he been so clean that case got dropped. Oh, okay. Right. So okay. the case got dropped last year, and then the only thing that held him back this year was the knee didn't respond. So I don't want to go with him and a bad knee into next year. That's the only reason I say no. Okay, Delonte. I think we might have lost Delonte. He's still there, but I think he might be on mute. But I, I'm, I, I'm, I didn't want Ruben Foster here in the first place because of the off the field issues. But now I'm looking at it. I'm like, uh, okay. Um, we 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 need to help at linebacker. And him, Cole Holcomb. He fits. Yeah, and the cat when he's on the field, he he's played 16 games in his career, and he has over 100 tackles in those 16 games he's played. So, you know, I, I I was really, you know, looking at things and I'm like, okay, he could work. But I think I'm the only I think I'm the only one that wants him past this year to see what he can do. So you know, nah, it's not that for me, it's just more of a I wanna I wanna be sure who my, my linebacker is. Um, we have too many question marks. So if he's healthy and he can contribute, great. But I can't go into next year with him as my number one MLB target, if that makes sense. I got you. I got you. you know what I'm yeah. I, can, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't risk the house on him being my starting MLB. That's all. All right. And we'll put a pin in the NFL segment. For now, we're going to jump over to the NBA. Um, the Washington Wizards. Game number six. They haven't played a game since January 11th. Today is the 21st, and they have not played a game. They, they're scheduled to play a game on the 24th that I'm not sure they'll play, but they postponed games due to COVID. Um, Gentlemen, and Jim, I know you watch a lot of NBA. Oh, snap. I, I, I just... How is it? This is going to really affect a lot of things, but do you think it's going to affect the season to the point where they might have to stop the season again this year? Yeah, I, I think it will. Um, but that's why they did the, the first half of the season only made that schedule so they could try to make uh, put in some makeup games. But um, you know, they also great start doing this contact tracing, I believe with the team. So um, 
at the end of the day, I probably expect the season to be postponed because unless you plan on sending everybody back to the bubble where you had some type of control, I don't see it really, you know, anything that can really slow this down. And for the Wizards, I mean, it's a long time to be on break. And I saw something about Bradley Bill saying, you know, having been practicing, he has a home gym or whatever, so he's able to work out, but, you know, more likely prone to injuries and things like that. So I won't be surprised if he got shut down. Ben? Um, it's not getting shut down. Um, NBA is going to try to force this through kind of NFL style. They got to – like, we, we got to realize that um, the leagues have – these contracts with the the broadcasting companies where they have to give them a certain number of games each year to satisfy their contract. So there's no way they're going to take games off the table. I think the Wizards um, are a weird situation just because they caught it and it spread quickly throughout the team. Um, But the thing I've learned is because I had COVID back in November was they're actually starting to change some of the protocols even with that. So if the Wizards get to a situation where the contract tracing people are on just that five to seven days, they should be able to get back on the court um, probably Monday or Tuesday. Now, again, somebody mentioned, and I apologize because I didn't hear his name on the, on the feed, but he just mentioned that um, they gave themselves a break so they can f- figure out these games on the back end. And I think that's where that's going to come in, is they're going to figure it out on the back end and make everything work um, in terms of recreating the schedule and getting games in. Well, I'm just – the contract the contact tracing, I, I like it because it, it kind of sort of keeps everybody safe. And, Ben, you just dropped the nugget. I didn't know – that you know you, you, you had it back in November, man. I'm glad you got through it. I yeah, just, man. It was. I mean, again, it was one of the situations. I came in contact with somebody. I caught it, but like I literally had the symptoms for two days. Wow. And then after that, I was good. But it's one of those things where, like, most of this is all CDC um, determined. So it's not even a thing. Like the Wizards' problem was. Their first outbreak was three guys, then it became five, then it became like six or seven. So there's kept growing in the process. Um, but the but I'll tell people or I'll tell you guys that the worst part about this is the rapid test. The rapid test it isn't the most accurate thing in the world. So um, and I think we saw this in the NFL where like Des Bryant took a rapid test on one day um, right before the Dallas game, actually tested positive and then they pulled him and then the next day he tested negative. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful with these, some of these tests they're taking also. Um, and then also like for me, just on a personal note, like they told me I couldn't test again. So I'm guessing that's because the antibodies or the thing is in my system. So I would never test negative in the immediate future. So it doesn't make sense for me to test again. Wow. Well, you just shed light on that because I did not know that. Uh, I know the rapid tests are, are, are false, and you know, because you, you'll get a lot of false positives. And I know right. the NFL and the NBA were doing this thing where you had to have two negatives back to back. 
If you didn't have two negatives back to back, they ruled you out. So, uh, Scott Brooks said earlier today that um, he believes the NBA will have the Wizards make up a few games during the break. Um, but also, he says they only had nine guys in practice today, and Russell did a lot more than he did yesterday. So that's a good sign. Uh, they did three on three stuff today. So I mean, we got to keep our eye on it. Um, this 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 virus is no joke. We've been saying that since we found out about it. Uh, but I, I I don't I don't want this to be the norm of life. That's just my personal opinion. I don't want this to be the part. You know, this is just the absolutely normal part of life. I don't want that to be what it is. So, um, switching gears, Carl Malone has made the news lately in the last two days he had some harsh criticism for one zion williamson and what's crazy is people clap back at him uh ben you got a question yeah i mean i didn't want to steal you off so go ahead and finish your point and then i'll get you after this okay um (laughs) basically he said with uh zion being how big he is, how young he is, he should be playing more than 27.8 minutes per game. And he said this on the Knuckleheads podcast. Uh, Zion needs to be averaging like 40 minutes per game. You're a 20-year-old kid. Your ass shouldn't be getting tired. It's basically verbatim what Carl Malone said. A lot of people dug into Carl Malone's behind online with uh, 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 a lot of things about him and young women uh, right or wrong and I'll start with you Big Jim do you agree with Carl Malone as far as Zion should be playing more minutes than what he is yeah 27 minutes yes actually even last year I thought with the the five month break and, you know, trying to work him back from uh, the injury and all. Once he got back to the bubble, I thought they should have let loose. Uh, really, I didn't have a problem with them trying to limit his his minutes during the bubble. But I think they should have gave him more minutes. But, uh, I mean, look, they probably know best what his body can take. I don't know if he want to be running 40 minutes because that's a big kid. And, you know, uh, he blew out his shoes. That's a lot of a lot of weight to be carrying on them knees when you go when you could jump like that. It got so much power, um, you know. It probably wouldn't take too too much for him to blow out his knee, being as big as he is. So, uh, I mean, thirty five. I mean, wherever the kid can play, they know better than I could. Of course, if you're a Pelicans fan, you like you want him on the on the floor is all game, but. Um, at this point, just how big he is, I probably wouldn't take that chance for 40 minutes. I try to bump him up to maybe 30, 33 minutes. It's a gradual process anyway, so he'll work up to 40 minutes eventually. Ben? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I got to be careful. We don't have an FCC involved in this, do we? Uh, no, we run our own. <laughs> All right, so fuck Carmelo. Malone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Like, I hate Carmelo with a passion. I mean, A, with Utah, B, with his kid situation. C, like, I never referred to him as Carmelo 
when he played for the Lakers. He was that nigga that wore number 11. So um, I give two shits about what the fuck he got to say. No offense, nothing personal, but yeah, I just, I, that's just the, the, he the wrong guy for me to to have a conversation about. Um, and and it's, it's, it's all personal because I just don't like the guy. I mean, some of it's because he beat the Lakers. Some of it's because it's, I just thought he was a bitch, but it's all good. Woo. Oh, that was a hot take. Be trying to tell Carmelo to take care of his kids. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I agree with that. I think some of this is also for him to get a little bit of attention. Because when you say Carmelo, I just kind of flash back to him trying to hit on Kobe's wife. I'm like, come on, man. There we go. You know, there we go. And like you, like you said, he got to the Lakers, and you know, he was injured quite a bit of the season, so he didn't do anything trying to. Jump on the Laker bandwagon for a hope, a hopeful ring with 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 the glove, but yeah, I think at at the end of the day, I don't pay too much about Carmelo. Man, I think this is just about being in the spotlight a few more minutes and getting some airtime. Delonte, yeah, I'm, I'm I, I agree with Ben. You know what I'm saying, Ben, Jimmy, and, uh, and, and BJ, man. Ain't, man, ain't nobody studying no Carmelo. Like, dude, he. I ain't, I ain't gonna go too far with, with, with my words and whatever because he ain't trying to throw nobody off. That he, he's, he's definitely a jiggable for real, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I, I mean, like Carmelo. You know what I'm saying? Like didn't Carmelo? Didn't he uh, throw shade at Magic Johnson? Yes, yeah. yes. That's the yes, reason yes. I hate him. I'm sorry. You know I'm so 92. I'm sorry. Yes. I, this this is it right here. This is the the epitus of the moment. This is this is it. So, Magic tries to come back. He's like, he got the HIV, blah, 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 blah. And then literally, um, three months later, they're on a dream team together. So, I'm like, yo, if you was really that serious about Magic and the AIDS joint, you wouldn't want him on the dream team. So, he was part of the reason that Magic couldn't come back and play, like, like not just his reason, but, like, I know it was his reason and the testing wasn't advanced enough, but like that started the whole thing. So because he bitched about it, it was the whole thing about or the impetus of him and Magic having issues. And then all of a sudden, when the Dream Team comes around, Carl like, oh yeah, it's all good. But I'm guessing that the reason Isaiah didn't make it is because he had to get his butt buddy John Stockton involved. So oh. they kind of placated him with Stockton. To help you know to help the process go through, but that's just my speculation. I don't have any background info. I don't have no intel. But yeah, and I never like Carmelo. No, I mean as y'all can tell. Now see, I, I do have the background information. I do have the intel. Now Isaiah didn't make it because nobody wanted to play with Isaiah. Okay. Jordan didn't want to play with him at the time. Magic didn't want to play with him because Isaiah had said some things about Magic. Right. That was the whole thing. Right. You know, they were wondering about his lifestyle. Now, between Magic and Carl Malone, Carl Malone actually, I think it was during the trip to Monte Carlo for practice for the Dream Team. Him and uh, and Magic actually sat down and had a conversation and he apologized. And he, he said it in the Dream Team special. He said, I was just ignorant. He said, I didn't know anything, and I just went off of what was said. So I didn't know anything, and he apologized. Now, you know, between Magic and, and, and uh, Isaiah, you know, they had the NBA TV special, and right. I don't think 
anybody that watched that special, if you didn't cry when they made up, I don't think you was a true NBA fan because I cried. I'm not even going to lie. I'm man enough to say I cried because that's what my, – my, my favorite player of all time is Magic Johnson. I did, everybody else wanted to be Michael Jordan when they were younger. I wanted to be Magic Johnson. I'm 39 years old, and I still want to be Magic Johnson. It's just to see him, and I, 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 I grew to love Zeke later on in life, but to see them two at odds like that, knowing how close they were, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to get them back together was great. That was absolutely great. But Carl Malone coming at Zion Williamson, this is a different age, different time. These young athletes aren't built like that anymore to play 45 minutes. So I, I think he was off base with that. You can't – and he's coming off a knee injury, so he has to take it slow. Junie, you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, we're talking about Carl Malone's comments um, on Zion Williamson. How you feeling about that? Hey, uh. First of all, I I, I was let y'all know I've been eating and sitting at the table and listening to Ben comments and Jimmy and Delonte comments, and man, I was eating in, in tears. Ben took it personal. <laughs> I was trying not to cry. The family looking at me like I was crazy. I had my earphones on, but anyway, uh, I just think he just trying to get some publicity, man. Um. Zion mm-hmm. is a young man. Carl Malone had his chance. I mean, Carl Malone had his time. And I think he was, he did a great job. He was a great player. You know, uh, I don't agree with his off-court stuff, like y'all saying him trying to talk to Kobe's wife. I didn't know anything about that. I don't agree with him uh, talking about uh, Magic. I never I never was a Carl Malone Stockton fan. Never Never been a Utah fan, okay? But um, I just wish he shut the hell up and let Zion play his game and be Zion, and let Carl Malone just go do what he got to do and stay the hell out of Zion's business. I agree with that. Uh, the whole thing, uh, the whole thing with Carl Malone, it's crazy because I mean he he's been quiet for so many years. Now, that pick and roll with Jerry Sloan uh, in, in Utah was devastating. Uh, it was, I think they were a couple players away from actually winning, but it is what it is. And Ben, I see you say NBA point guards from 90s and now, totally different. There, there, are, there, there are no more point guards in this league. There are no more true power forwards in this league. A power forward in the 90s was a guy that, was big and strong, but just too small to play the center position, but could score. Point guards could distribute and score. Now, all most point guards do. No, no. Show me ten to KG. fifteen point guards. Yeah. No, 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 no. So, all right. So, I was trying to prep you for this. So, oh. um, me and one of my buddies, um, lifelong friend, we have this great argument every year for the last probably 10 years. So he was a Chris Paul guy. I was the Ron Williams guy. Okay. So during their careers, you know, Deron did his thing early. Chris did his thing as the longevity. So really what I was, what I'm asking you is like, 
we all got, and especially when you brought up the Knuckleheads podcast, um, like, as basketball fans, my real question was, that guy that maybe everybody else in the world didn't know about, but he was your guy. Like, I got two. So I was trying to prep everybody for that in that in that regard. Like, two NBA guys that may have been your guy, but, like, the rest of the world wasn't into. So there's no AIs. There's no um, Carmelo Anthony's. Those guys aren't available in this conversation. There's a guy beyond that that you mess with that nobody else really was on that page. That's where I was getting to. So I didn't know if we were ending up soon. So that's where I'm trying to get to later on. Okay. It have to be now. Okay. And, you know, we could talk about that off air and, and get there. But you got – see, now you got me, you got Junie, you got Delonte, you got Jim. When you start talking 90s basketball, that's the heyday, man. That's the era right there. Oh, yeah. We can sit down hey. and we can go about six hours for that. Hey, I'm I'm down. Man, I, I ain't got my guys. <laughs> I could put a five together of '90s basketball players, and I don't think pretty much anybody could beat them. But I, that we'll save that, and we'll talk about that off air. But no, 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 no. It's not an off air situation. It's because you remember, like after two weeks from now, we go into a an abyss. So like, sports talk has to have some life and legs. Oh, so this is course. a precursor to future show. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, we're going to discuss it off air, how we're going to structure that, and we're going to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean when I say we're going to talk about that off air. We, hey, I, Kevin. Bro. Yes, sir. Kevin, that's already been done. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry to say, uh, <laughs> we already did that PS4 when we all picked. Me and BJ came down to the last two, and BJ oh. won the championship. Yeah, we did. We we had a uh a NBA two K. I think what was that two K nineteen we did? Yes, we sir. NBA two K nineteen draft. And you we you picked from all the legendary teams. And that you know, was fun, man. We had a draft no, on air draft. Yeah, I take it too far. I'm not talking about legendary teams. I'm talking no, no, about no. dudes. I'm talking about regular nah nah, you gotta hear me out on this. And and I don't mean to cut you off. And I don't mean no disrespect. I'm talking about regular dudes. So the reason I say this is because one of my favorite point guards in the 90s is Terrell Brandon from the Ooh. Cleveland Cavaliers. T-Bug. And I don't know how many dudes got him in their in their list, but he one of my guys. The other guy, because you brought up the Knucklehead podcast, is Q Rich. I was a Q Rich guy at DePaul. Mm. He the only guard that was giving you 10 rebounds a game. So okay. that's that's why, or that's the whole part of this whole question, because we all got guys, like we got our guys, and this ain't about making the greatest team. It's about like us representing our guys. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Uh, you know what? I see where you're going. I think I'm going to go exactly. ahead and follow. I know what you're going to do, because now see you you pulling out dudes. Now anybody, I, I think it may be me, you. Uh, Terrell Brandon, Mama, and probably some people in Cleveland that's actually fans of him. <laughs> so, <laughs> T-Bug's my man. <laughs> but, I, you know, before we get out of here... The funniest wanna... thing is use my use my shit just now. Because I always <laughs> say that. Like, it's me, you, and that kid's mama and daddy, the only people that mess with that dude. So, I'm with y'all. <laughs> uh, I'll throw one at you before we get out of here. Daggone, um, Brevin Knight. 
Yo, that was one of my favorites. I got a story about him. We can do a pick, man. We can do it. So Brevin Knight, Brevin Knight's cousin went to George Mason with me. Best friend, my best friend. So we sitting there watching Stanford play Wake Forest, and that's the year after Children's left. So the guy that's the point guard or the guard for Wake Forest is the dude that used to be Bubba Chuck or AI's too. I can't think of his name right now. It's escaping me. And like my boy was like, yo, Brev going eat him alive. And Brev proceeded to eat him alive that whole tournament game. So yeah. Yo. Wow. Y- y'all do some of y'all sports. I can talk <laughs> y'all any day. We this this is a hat. This is a whole thing. Yeah. And you know what? Hey Junie. Yo. We 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 you know we we overdue for one of them nineties NBA bas uh podcasts. So you know we overdue we are, for that. We are. I got three of them, my three favorites. Well, Penny Hardaway, Stefan Marbury, and what's my other one? Uh 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 Kenny Anderson, I think it was. Oh, Mr. Oh, I got a lot of them. Ooh. Mookie Blaylock. Come on, man. I got oh, man, man, I got a Oh you know what? You know what? Kenny Nick Van Exel. No, Nick the Quick was so underrated. Yes, he was. Yes, oh, he was. Mm. You know yeah, what? Yeah, I do watch Knuckleheads podcast, right? No, I actually, I, I catch it every once in a while. I ain't gonna say I'm, I'm a religious. Nah, listener. bro, you gotta. I'm gonna tell you right now, you gotta make that a staple of your life. Like, like it's like eat, pray, watch Knuckleheads podcast. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a fact of life because they have an extra one, and he talked about like the whole Kobe situation and like their whole thing. Um, I mean, they, they have great guests. They do a joint at the beginning of the show where they talk about, like, who was the dude that bust your, um, bust your ass your first game or that you can remember. And, like, um, I think Kyle Lowry was talking one night, and I think he had AI as his dude because they did it during the All-Star break. So it was, like, him, AI, and somebody else, all Philly point guards, like AI gave him thirty nine and nine. He was like, "Yo, you gonna do this in front of my mama? For real? Like it's, yo, I'm telling y'all, Knuckleheads. I, it's a shameless plug for me, but the Knuckleheads podcast is like a fact of life for me. It's like that and the NFL matchup show. Two things that automatic. All right, and well, I'm a, I'll, I'll I'll get to it a little bit more now because I, I I need outside of podcast you're listening to right now sideline junkies right and club shay shay uh that 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 pretty much takes up a lot of my day because <laughs> I, I gotta listen yeah. to my man saying but we have hit the hour and Hello? six minute mark yeah you still there we have hit the yeah, hour and six minute mark uh we have went over our time for the night so of course, we'll be back to do this thing on the Sunday Rise. The return of the the man, the myth, the legend. That is Big Jim. Happen tonight. Mario Happy to be back with you. So, hopefully, uh, Jim, uh, if you're free Sunday morning, we're going to do the Sunday Rise. We didn't get to the, the championship previews, which is okay because we got championship game, championship Sunday. 
So for the Sunday ride. So we need to get to that and get those lines out there. See what Patrick Mahomes is. Limited practice today. What he does. Thank you, Ben, for joining us. As usual, you know you always got a seat at the table. Uh, the boss BJ was on. And he, he jumped off. Always trying to get my man Ryan Kerrigan in the way. You know, I had to deal with him later. So, you know, we're going to have to go to HR about that. The oh, man of the hour. <laughs> the man of the hour, Delonte. The man that's cool that's as ice her. and twice as nice, Junie. Fellas, Peace. we don't do no Yo, overtime. Yes, sir. Before you finish, I need one of them nicknames. Like, I need I need some hype man joint or, like, <laughs> or theme music. Like, you can't – like, you tell a dude, was it twice as nice? Yeah, he, Yo, I, I can't follow that. I gotta, I gotta have something to go with my name, man, dog. See, you gotta see, put some respect on my joint. I you feel know, like, um, my bad. I feel like what should we call it? At like the Breakfast Club. Yeah, you gotta put some respect on my name. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you know, you know, with Joni, 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 just a cool dude, man. He, he is cool as ice twice the night. I had a bad day in his damn life. That's bad him. news nah, favorite. Nah. Bad news favorite. Nah, I can't. I can't. I can't follow that with some regular. <laughs> oh, this Ben. Like, it's the dude twice as nice. And then, oh yeah, we got Ben. Uh, dog. Hey, matter of fact, like, you got to get with your creative, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and next time, next time you, a little bit. Next time, next time you uh, introduce Ben, let's get Ben an applause. You got it. No, you know what? Now nah, somebody hit me with the Amar Rashad voice. I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we get something done. My main man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, 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 I'm an 80s baby that was raised in the 80s and 90s, so Inside Stuff was my thing. I watched Inside Stuff religiously every Saturday at 12 o'clock when it came on Channel 4, so don't start me on the Mar- Marvel Shaw because that's one of my favorite people in the world. Yo, we got a whole nother show going. Like, we got too many shows to, to talk about. So, you ain't doing no overtime in this show, no, man. I'm sorry. We are. We don't do no overtime here. We are out of here. Peace.